Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and in this episode, it's more random things. Let's begin. First, it's moto time. Remember this, rich people, poor people, poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Don't forget, pay your taxes. Hey, also, pay your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. That means, don't sit there and just pay one bill. If you got bills, pay your bills. The... The way I look at it in society is this. The happiest person is those with their bills paid. Because when your bills are paid, you have a place to stay, a place to live, a place to put your head down, and places that you can just coexist. Pay your bills. If you pay your bills, but you still have no money left over to eat or anything, hey, in your local municipality, local township, or local community, there's food banks and places like that. Go there and just help yourself out with that to help you out. And also, one other thing, don't do these um, check cashing places around there because when you go to those check cashing places, guess what happens? You become into another Indian cycle, okay? Also, remember, time is money, money is time. Don't waste time, don't waste money. I say time is money because your time is valuable. Famous movie stars, actors, singers, songwriters, producers, people that are famous in the public eye, as well as the local scenes, they do things like that. I mean, they put time and effort. They say, okay, here's what I'm talking about. I go and donate my time to help with, say, um, Danny Thomas's, you know, Danny Thomas's place, like St. Jude's, or people like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, or like people with the USO. Those people who donate their time to help with the USO and places like that, they're giving their time. So they put value on their time, and they put money into their talent, time, and value. And that's what I mean when I say things like that. That's the value of time and money. People do that. And they donate their time. So when they donate their time, they're donating everything. And their time is money. So they put their value on stuff like that. And that's the value of time and money. Everything has a, everything has, everything has money. Nothing in life is free. People always say, oh, there's things that are free, excuse me. But nothing in life is free. That's what I mean. And also remember this. Never quit your day job while conquering the world. You can achieve anything you want and be successful at whatever you do as long as you put value on time. Put value on your time because your time is very valuable and your work ethics, okay? Look, I hear people all the time always tell me this. They always say, you know, I, I, I want to be successful. I want to be famous. I want to be like the Kardashians. I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. I want to be famous like this person. I want to be like the Paul brothers, like YouTubers and stuff like that. Listen, nothing, nothing happens overnight. Success, it doesn't like, it's not like the 60s or the 70s or the 50s or 40s where you can walk down the street and someone says, hey, you, I can make you successful. That doesn't happen that way. This is what I mean. True, true success is measured by hard work. You're going to succeed. To succeed, you're also going to fail. Failures happens a lot. To fail, you're also going to have to succeed. To succeed, you're going to do things you're not going to do. You're going to push the boundaries of your life. You're going to push the boundaries of what you do. David Goggins says, you got to go into beast mode. Going into beast mode means you got to be able to push yourself and your mind to a level that you're not going to do. That means you got to be able to get up. So let's say, let's say example, I'm going to give you the keys and success and successful method. Here's success. Okay. Successful people 
rarely, successful people only sleep maybe four hours a day. You know why? Because they're thinking about how I can make more money, how I can achieve the abundance of being successful and wealthy. That's what they talk about. That's what successful people do. They wake up thinking about how they can make money. Okay, not everybody has that mindset. It's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. They listen to, they listen to affirmation videos. They write down their goals. They, people say, well, uh, if you just hold on to your dreams, you, you know, don't let no one know about it. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. That's good for some people, but for others, this is what you do. Do what I do. I listen to affirmations. I listen to subliminals. I listen to hypnosis. I, I, I get myself in a mindset. I, um, I put myself in a thing and I surround myself with, with, with um, what do you call it, tangible things. I, I surround myself with tangible things and things that mean things. So if I want to be successful, so I surround myself with successful things. I buy myself a nice, good-looking watch. Looks like it costs a lot of money, but it probably didn't. But I make myself look like I got money. See, you, you look the part. I wear, you wear nice clothes. You don't have to go out and buy name brand items. What I mean is, you ain't gotta buy a Prada, a Gucci, a Louis Vuitton, a Louis Vuitton or a Manolo Blanc. You can just buy things that are just that good. It looks good. When I say it looks good, but it's not. Your object thing is that you have to do two things. If you want to look successful, you got to look the part to be successful. I have a I have a nice, nice Benetton cell phone. It's like one of retro cell phones look like something that from the early 20s, early early 20th century, from the 80s. Like one of the Motorola brick phones. I have one of those Benetton. I love that phone because it reminds me. It reminds me of one thing. It reminds me of the movie that I watched. Uh, Wall Street, Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen. I have that movie times two. The reason I have two of them because I just love that movie so much. Because it's a great movie. And the reason why I have that movie because it talks about two things. He says in his he talks about greed is good, for lack of a better word. He says, people, ladies and gentlemen, you need me as much as I need you. And lack for a better word, greed is good. And the key thing. And the key thing that he's also said, one thing, information is more valuable than money. When becoming successful, it's called networking. You have to network. Network with a lot of people. That's what that's what he's talking about. You have to network. I, I notice how, and you also have to do this one important key factor. You have to do, this is the most important thing that everyone doesn't seem to do. People always say, well, I want to be successful. Well, then you have to surround your circle of friends with successful people. You have to have people that are like-minded, that think like you, and act like you. That's what you have to do. You have to find people to look, that have that same, that same mentality as you. What I mean is people that, that want to be successful like you. So that you want people to do the things that you want to do. You want people that will think like you. So when they say, I want to be successful, me too. I want to do this, this, yes, I do too. You want people that will have the same kind of thing that you do. 
the mentality of success. Success is measured by what you do. Surround yourself with people. Some of the greatest success stories are people who, who find it like-minded people. Here's a good thing. This is something I watched. I watched the movie. It's about um, about a month. <laughs> Excuse me. About a month ago, I was watching the movie Founders. Founders is a movie about Roy Crock. Roy Crock is a guy who pioneered. He he's a pioneer of Walt. Pioneer of McDonald's. He bought the company McDonald's Brothers from them. He bought that from the McDonald's Brothers. You know, he bought that from the McDonald's Brothers. He got their he got their business. What he did was he didn't own the company. So what he did was he monopolized it because he realized something. There was more money in owning property than just the business itself. So what he did was he started being becoming the largest real estate broker in the United States. Because every McDonald's at that time, back in the 80s, was owned by, well, by Roy Kroc and his company. He became a real estate broker because he bought land, put the business there, then he franchised that business to the people who wanted to own their own business. Simple logic of math. What I'm telling you that is that that's how he became successfully rich. He didn't become rich of selling hamburgers. No, he became rich becoming a real estate broker. That's how he became rich. People were like, how is really? I thought it was just McDonald's burgers and fries and shakes and, and all that stuff. No. McDonald's became successful by being a real estate broker. Then, after he became successful, his franchise people made him more money because they were testing products like the the Mac, like like the English muffin, English McMuffin. That was a franchise person who created that. The Big Mac. That was one of the franchise people. Oh yeah, the um, the the frat, the Mac frappes and all that stuff. That was a franchise person. That was a franchise one in Canada that created that product. That's well, the reason I'm telling you that is because people have ideas and they created it. So here's what I would do. Do this. Do this for anything that you want to do. If you have an idea, always have a pen and paper or a pencil or no pen and paper, notebook or something, small one, big one. Carry it with you. Keep it in your car. Keep it in your backpack. Just have a notebook with you with a pen. And every time you have a great idea, write it down. If you don't happen to access that, you have a cell phone. Grab your grab your video, grab your cell phone, make a video, take the video, turn it towards the wall, turn it towards the ground, and audio record yourself. Telling you this idea, because sometimes you'll have this aha moment where the light bulb kicks off and you have this great idea on how you can be, how you knew that this, because here's the thing, in the world today, the idea that you have, somebody else around the world has it at the exact same moment they have the idea that you have. The, uh, the game is who's going to go. Who's going to come to the table first with that idea? Greatest ideas. Who come first? We'll look at the cell phone. We'll look at the modern day cell phone. You know the modern day cell phone was created by the U.S. Was created for the U.S. military. Do you know that cell phones and all that stuff was by Bell Laboratory? Was by Bell Laboratories by AT&T? Not the AT&T today, back then, was AT&T. AT&T was the biggest monopolizing cell phone, monopolizing phone company there is on the market. They were making billions. But here's what happened. 
they became a monopoly. So the federal government came along and said, that can't be. So they broke the company up. And anything that did not pertain to landline phones had to be given away. Couldn't sell it, had to give it away. So they gave it away. And then all these smaller companies started popping up. Smaller cell phone companies started popping up. Popping up, popping up, popping up. One of the oldest companies that was around was Sprint. Sprint was one of the oldest cell phone companies. AT&T, Sprint, AT&T, Sprint was the oldest cell phone company. AT&T was one of the companies as well. But Sprint was one of the oldest companies, got bought out by SoftBank. Because every cell phone company has another parent company. Yes, it may say the name, like good example. You know, Procter Gamble used to own Folgers Coffee. Had Folgers Coffee for years. Folgers Coffee got sold. Now it's owned by J.M. Smuckers. J.M. Smuckers makes jellies and peanut butter. And that's out of Orville, Ohio. See what I mean? But it used to be owned by Procter Gamble. Procter Gamble was out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Here's another thing. Do you know that Macy's, Macy's department store, is not owned by Macy's, what you think? It's the name Macy's. It's by Consolidated, Consolidated Federation, a clothing store out of Cincinnati, Ohio. The Macy's store in New York is R.H. Macy's, different company, owned by the same name. Same company, just different branches. Here's another company. That's what I'm, the reason I'm telling you about these companies, because these are all meaning of success. Another company, another company that is, that is on the cusp of doing things is simple. It's like this, Burger King. Burger King owns, owns a, has had a company out of Miami, Florida. It's out of Florida, Burger King, headquarters. They moved their headquarters to Canada. They bought out a Canadian franchise, a Canadian food company, a Canadian fast food company. That company is now part of Burger King. Burger King is headquartered up in Canada. Yeah, they still have their US office. KFC is owned by another company. KFC is owned by another by another company. It's also owned by Yum Yum Corporation. It has this thing now. KFC has a Yum Yum Corporation where they have these multiple locations where it's KFC and Taco Bell or KFC and AW Blue Fear all combined in one location that's owned by the yum yum corporation that was a franchise company that started combining two businesses or three all in one and that's where they created that company and now look at that they're they're one of the largest franchise companies it all starts like that sometimes if you want to become a successful business person you could probably maybe do franchising and franchise you know a business but if you want to own your own tangible business, you have to make something that no other company has. You got to own something that's yours. Some of the greatest things you have to own that's yours, your very own business. And when you do that, you got to be able to go online. You can go online, look up success, go online, look at the markets, see if anyone has that same type of business that you want to start. So I heard people say, well, I want to own a restaurant. Well, you can own a restaurant. You can own a restaurant, but here's the question. In owning a restaurant, you gotta be able to have enough money in your bank account, in your business account, to maintain that business for exactly five years. 
The reason why I say five years is because five years is what you have to give yourself to run your business. Because then, if you can last five years, they'll say go five more years. Because you have to weather the storm. Look what happened in this pandemic. This pandemic shut down a lot of restaurants. People who open up their restaurants put their life savings into their restaurant. And it just closed. See, that's what I mean. Success is just things that you gotta do. You gotta weather the storm of success. Measuring of everything that you do, you gotta weather that storm. Weathering that storm is what you gotta do. So I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna tell you. People always say, well, if I wanna, how do I do? See what I mean? That's all that mumbo jumbo that everybody tells you. And also, another thing, your friends and family are gonna always doubt you. Because if they know you and that is that you, are you the type of person, and they look at you and they say, well, well, uh, I want to start my own business. Well, if they know that you don't have that desire, it wasn't in your DNA. Because there's some people that it's in their DNA, it's ingrained in their DNA. It's ingrained in their brain that they knew that they were going to be successful. They knew that they were going to make a lot of money. They knew that every day they wake up, that's all they think about success. Now, I ask you this. Paper, write down. Write down on a sheet of paper everything that you want to do. You want to be successful? You need to write a game plan. Okay? It's like playing football. You have to write a game plan. Your game plan is that you have to tell yourself, hey, that this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be successful. You got to set yourself a timeline. You got to tell yourself, okay, I say by this date, I want to be. I seen a um, thing on TV where you can also I seen a on TV where I was watching Shark Tank. A, a kid came on there. He saw a, un, he saw a market that nobody had. You know. You know. He saw a market that was untapped. An untapped market, you know, and the markets that I mean is that you gotta find something that, like, you go out there in the world of competitive marketing, because you know it's like Walmart. Okay, you have a product, and this product is that you know that you want to get to everybody, and Walmart comes to you and says, "Hey, I like your product," okay, and you go, "All right." And then they tell you that we want to buy it. We want that in my store. We want, say, 10, we want 1 million units for all our Walmarts in the United States. And you go, done. But your product is manufactured, let's say, you are one of those savvy businessmen that you're trying to make a profit, but you're looking at ways of how can I cut corners. So you get it manufactured in China, okay? Now you're getting it manufactured over in China. Now when you get it manufactured in China, here's the problem. Now that you're getting it in China, the manufacturing company that's manufactured in China says, well, your shipment, your product doesn't pass quality. And they get it to say, well, it doesn't pass quality because you have a strict you know, policy of how you manufacture it. So now Walmart says, we want that within two months. We want that product in two months. Here's the problem. 
Walmart calls you back and says, can we get that in one month? Now you're a company, got your product, you're you ready out there, so you call the manufacturer over in China. You get on the plane, you get your, you get your ticket, you get your passport, you fly to China. You tell them, I need this done in one month. The company says, well, we can't have it in a month if it's gonna pass, if you want to pass your rigorous quality control to look like the product you want. But I tell you what, we can get it done in the right amount, we can't do it. We can try, and you try. So you get the product out there. Within that month time, it goes to Walmart. All of a sudden, your product that you get has a lot of glitches. Does it work? It's been having some problems. And now all of a sudden, the product that you put out that was quality ends up being quantity. And you're like, well, a few bad apples is not good as long as I'm making money. I'm making a profit. That's most companies. But see, it's your product. And what your product has your name. That's like Mike Lindell, who owns my pillow. His product is made right here in America. And the reason I say about that is because he controls the quality control. Because everything is made here. If I tell you for anything, if you can get it made here in America, make it in America. If you have to make it in China, make it in China. If you have to make it in Bangladesh, or you have to make it in, say, Korea, or if you have to get a company made in Taiwan, do that. But if you can, if you can avoid that, manufacturers overseas, get it manufactured here in America. Sometimes made in America can get can, can do two things. You can actually control the flow of products. You can also control the flow of all those missed products that don't pass quality. But here's the problem. You get it manufactured in China and your product is doing really good and you're selling up millions of it. And then all of a sudden, Amazon calls you. Amazon emails you and says, hey, we want your product in our store because we see that you're selling good at Walmart and this store. We want it in our store. So, Walt, so Amazon says, yes, you put it in Amazon. Here's what Amazon will do. Amazon will buy your product because they want your product. And they take your product and they will find a supplier in China because that's, that's how it's called capitalism. Markets and everything that they do. And they say, we want that in our store. So Amazon will go and get a Chinese manufacturer to make a knockoff. Every new product has a knockoff. Here's the thing, Coca-Cola is one of the biggest companies around. They make great soda. Coca-Cola, you know Coca-Cola. You know Dr. Pepper, you know Pepsi. You know that Coca-Cola made a knockoff of Dr. Pepper? It's called Mr. Pib. It doesn't it taste, it doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper, but it's similar. You know the product that's similar to Pepsi? That's RC Cola. It's similar to Pepsi and it's similar to Coke. That's what they do. Companies will make, companies will see your product is selling better than anyone else, they'll make a knockoff. They'll make it similar to yours and then they will sell it for half the price. If yours is selling for say, let's go, if your product is selling for say $10, they'll make a knockoff and sell it for $5. And when a consumer goes to the market, to buy a product, they see that product that's really good for $10, but then they see this other product that's only $5, and they're a family of four, mother, father, and two kids. They turn around and they will buy the $5 one. Now, if they are purists, like, like Apple. Apple's a purist. 
People who buy Apple products are purists. Do you know that Apple is what Apple is one of the only companies that they have a patent on all their products. That if any company makes a knockoff of their product, they're being sued. Microsoft, great company, they make great software. But if you make a if you make um, an operating system that is just like Microsoft's operating system, Microsoft will sue you and will make you cease and desist. And then that knockoff product will be integrated into their product. Because they'll look at it and say, what made yours better than theirs? And they will turn around and sell it to everyone. And they will integrate it into their product and they'll sell it. There's a lot of products out there that we used to be that are just like something else. The reason I'm telling you that is that's how it is in business. So when you decide to run your own company, to start your own business, do your homework. Make sure you have a product that's not out there on the market. That's the best. If you're going, to, there's two ways I'm going to tell you. If you have a product that's not on the market, but you know that everybody must have that product. Steve Jobs said, "I'm going. I'm going to sell a product to customers. They, I know they don't want it, but I'm going to make them want that product. By making them want that product, that's what made his company successful." It's not because of who works for the company. It's because he gave a product that no one that they didn't want it, but he but he but he made them want it. They didn't need it, but they just had to have it. That's what he did. And there's a lot of people that are called iPhone purists. They'll get the iPhone watch. They'll get the iPhone, the newest iPhone, the newest iPhone watch. They'll get the iPad. They'll have the they'll have the Mac, the Mac Air, and they will also have one other thing. Anything that belongs to Apple, they will buy. They won't buy nothing else but Apple products, even though it costs them more money. They'll bring out an iPhone that costs. They'll bring out. They'll bring out an iPhone, and this iPhone will be just like the like like here's what Apple did. Apple had the same iPhone. They were selling it for the same price. Let's say nine hundred dollars. iPhone, regular iPhone, not a Max or anything. Then they roll out the new iPhone, the same iPhone. This iPhone is 5G. Ooh. And then they say, oh, camera's a little better. Same camera. They just improved the pixels a little better. Guess what happened? They jacked the price up. And people are like, wow, the new iPhone. Same iPhone. It's just it's 5G and a better camera. And guess what? And they sell it. what they will do you know they'll sell that 
other cell phone companies like AT&T, T-Mobile, Metro by T-Mobile, all these other companies like Walmart and places like that, Target, and other stores will sell these off-brand products because you need a quarter to meet this. Uh, Apple will only sell, uh, will sell original Apple products. You will never see a, a generic um, iPhone cord there, none. You won't see that. The reason I'm telling you that is because that's what they do. Capitalizing a market of giving you only the products that they sell. So I'm gonna make this a little short because it's getting a little bit limited. Here's what they here's what I want you to do. Do this. When you make a product, make sure your product is something that no one has, no one wants, no one needs, but your product is something that you can make a person want. The greatest salesman is the one who can sell ice to an Eskimo. Who will walk around and sell the shirt off they back. That's what they want. That's what they want. To sell ice to an Eskimo, that's what they need. That's what I mean. A greatest salesman will sell just about anything. I knew a salesman who will sell the shirt off his back if it can make him a profit. That's what he will, that's what he would do. And he was a good salesman. I mean, I remember one time we sat there, he had a he had a he had a he had a Pepsi. Ice cold Pepsi in a can. And he went up to a guy, guy was like, I really man that Pepsi's good. A can of Pepsi. A little small can of Pepsi. He sold it to him for four dollars. When he got done talking about that Pepsi, the guy ended up paying four dollars for that can of Pepsi. Knowing him well, he can go down the street and get it for a dollar. He can get it for like fifty. He can get it for like seventy-five cents, and depending on what store you go to, or a dollar, depending on where you go. But he paid four dollars. Why? Because that guy was such a good salesman. You see what I mean? All right. In closing. What I'm about to tell you is this. Look, do your homework. Put yourself in the, in the eyes of everything else. Make sure your product is really, really good. That everybody must have it, must want it, and really need it. Because that's what you gotta do. Business is success. And you wanna be successful in your business? Put it out there. David Goggins said you gotta get into beast mode. Or better go into Goggins mode. I, every day, I, I, I put my mindset into Goggins mode. I, I, I think myself, I act like I'm just being successful. I think success, for there I am successful. Great success stories of those who are willing to go out there and do it. You, I look at you and I see that you will be successful. Tell yourself, I am successful. When your family, when your friends tell you you'll never be successful, don't sit there and say, well, I'll show you. Don't tell them. Don't feed the negativity. Think of positive. Think, think positive. Remember this. Think very positive and do one thing. Prove them wrong. When they tell you that you'll never be successful, prove them wrong and then become successful. And then when you become successful, here's what you do. You don't laugh in their face. You just do two things. You show them. You show them that you're successful. Put them on the market. Tell them. Show them how you became successful. And then when you get up there, here, here's something. Jay-Z did this. Jay-Z did two things. Jay-Z did two things. When he became successful, he brought everyone around him up in the level of success. Everyone around him 
that was riding with him, they became successful with him. That's what I mean. Jay-Z did that. Everyone around him, he brought them with him. Some of the greatest rappers, when they come up, everyone around them who's been riding with them, come up. But his circle of friends were small. His friends' circle was small. That's what he did. He had a small circle of friends he brought up with him. But also remember this, your downside, your downside, your downfall is when you have people around you that are haters, that will hate on you, that will hate on you. And when they hate on you, when they hate on you, is that they hate that you are successful. So they'll try and do anything to sabotage your success. They will try to stop you from being successful. That's what I'm talking about. They will try to stop you from being the greatness that you are. Because you are great, okay? All right, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I want to tell each and every one of y'all who are listening, thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep growing. It's organic. I, I, I like the idea that it's organic. And you know what? I got to go. I got to go pay some water bills. Because, hey, never quit your day job while conquering the world. So I got to go to work and pay those bills. All right? This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and Bravo Six Going Dark.